Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. If you want to, find your Bible and find Psalm 86. Psalm 86, we'll begin there this morning. And I'm just going to share just for a few moments here. And... uh, before we receive communion, and we'll let you go and do what it is you have planned for today. Psalm 86. I want to talk to you today about this. This is what, you know, the Lord brought to my spirit. So, you know, that's what I'm going to preach on. All right. And uh, so I'm going to talk about the gift of forgiveness and uh, what a precious gift that is. And uh, I want to read, let's see, Psalm 86, verse 5. The Bible says, for you, Lord, are good. How many can say amen to that? And ready to forgive. Man, I mean, he's eager to do it. And plenteous in mercy. Wow. And to all them that call upon you. Hallelujah. One one place in Psalms uh, says that if the Lord should mark iniquities... Who, who would stand? I mean, if he just kept, you know, if he, if he, may, if he didn't forgive all our iniquities, we'd, we'd be in trouble. One, one of the Psalms that I love, and there's several of them I, I love, but one of them that, you know, comes back to me a lot is Psalm 103 that says he forgives all of our iniquities and he heals all of our diseases. Hallelujah. And, and I want to I just talk to this because... You know, God's ready to forgive. How many know that? He, he, he's ready to forgive. But there's one thing that He asks, and He asks this of us to pass it on. Just like He forgives us, we're to forgive others. I was in a Starbucks line years ago <clears throat> and getting some coffee. And when I got to the window, the lady said to me, she said, the car in front of you paid for yours. Well, you know, I mean, first time I'd ever, I'd had Starbucks give me free coffee before, and I would just say, favor of the Lord, you know, and, but that's the first time I'd ever had anybody in the line in front of me pay for my coffee. So I just thought, you know, thank you, Jesus, favor of the Lord, favor of God. It wasn't until, I don't know, maybe months later, maybe a year later, that I found out that that was a thing going on in our country is that people bought your coffee and you're supposed to buy the person behind you's coffee. But somebody broke the chain. Because <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I, I just thought it was a favor of God. I thought, nah, these people don't know me. Praise God. Favor of God, you know. And uh, I, I was just thanking Jesus. And they were probably thinking, what an idiot. I mean, he, he, here we are. We're blessing one another. And he stops it, you know. And, uh, you know, and then I thought, well, what if there's like six people getting coffee behind me? How many know you're not supposed to think that way, right? You're supposed to be generous and good and giving. And that was the whole thing. And, 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 and you know, it, it was going on, and I didn't even realize it was going on. I just thought, praise God, here we go. We got favor from God, you know. And because, uh, you know, I, I get favor from God. I don't know about you. But, you know, he shows me favors and so forth, and, and thank God for that. But I found out that that's not what it was at all. It was really something that I should have been participating in. And, and the same thing is true with our forgiveness. You know, the Lord forgives us, 
But the thing that he asked is that we pass it on. You know, Jesus told a story, a parable in Matthew 18, and he talked about that there was a, a servant that owed, owed money to, his, to, to the king, his lord, and he didn't have any uh, means to pay it. And so he f fell down on his knees and begged the king, just have patience with me and I'll pay you all because the king was going to put him into prison. And the king was moved with compassion, had for, you know, mercy on him, and forgave him the whole debt. But then the Bible says he went out and found one of his fellow servants that owed him some money. And he said, pay me what you owe me. And he said, I, he said, I don't have it. And he fell down on his knees and asked him to have mercy on him. And he, the Bible says he would not. Now here's the interesting thing. What he owed the king was a massive amount of money. And what this his fellow servant owed him was just a small amount. And I've thought about, you know, what people do against us it's just small in comparison of what we've done against the Father. And so he wouldn't do it. And the king said, called him in and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all of that debt because you asked me to, you desired me to. Should you have not had compassion on your fellow servant and forgiven him? And the Bible says he took him and cast him into prison and delivered him to the tormentors. Now there, there's, and, and now Jesus went on to say this. Now this is... This is in your Bible. Let me say in the Bible. Right? See, sometimes some of us faith people write some of the harder passages out. But the Bible says that Jesus said, So shall my heavenly Father do so unto you if you don't forgive everyone from your heart. And so I thought about that. You know, a lot of, a lot of believers have torment in their lives because they're still holding on to things that were done to them. And we have to, have, why, it's really quiet on that. Why don't we quiet on that? Did you notice? I thought y'all went home. Um, but how many know, we're to pass it on. We're to pass it on. And that's what I want to talk about is passing that on, that gift of forgiveness. Pass it on. See, Paul said it this way. He said, if we don't, Satan gets advantage of us. And I've certainly, I've certainly seen that, people that, you know, that, uh, you know, that they, did, they, they wouldn't pass it on. They wouldn't forgive the wrongs done to them, even though the Father had forgiven the wrongs that they had done. And their lives just were torment. I mean, they were tormented. And I don't know about you, but hey, I want to live a free life. I'm going to forgive everybody. Hallelujah. I made up my mind I'm forgiving everybody of everything. Now, that doesn't mean I like, I may, not, I may not, see, we get confused about this sometimes. It doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that maybe I, 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 uh, I want to have relationship with them any longer. Right? You know, I've seen situations where, you know, there was abuse, and uh, you may not want to have a relationship with that person any longer or be involved with that person any longer, but you can certainly let go of the debt. Amen? You can still forgive, Right? Even though that, because some people get confused about this and say, well, if I forgive that person, that means we got to be buddy-buddies again. You may never be buddy-buddies again. But you can still let go of it. Amen. Now, Jesus said something. I want, I want to look about three scriptures today. We're not, we're, I'm just preaching just for a few minutes here. We're going to let you go early today. Uh, but I want, to, I want to look at Mark chapter 11, because this is a classic uh, scripture on faith. And uh, we use this scripture a lot to teach on faith, but Jesus said some things uh, about this 
forgiveness and connection with faith that we need to know. So in, in Mark chapter 11, glory be to God. Uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Or my cross reference says, Have the faith of God. So how many know you can have the God kind of faith? Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus told us how it works. He says, For verily I say unto you that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Isn't that a powerful verse? I, I used that this morning on some things. Therefore I say unto you, What things serve you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Isn't that good? But then he goes on and says, and when you stand praying, forgive. When you stand praying, forgive. I mean, that tells you right now that, that forgiveness is not a feeling. Because you can't stand there that long. Right? He said, when you stand praying, forgive. That must be, an, and that's a decision that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. You know, if somebody owed you $100, um, and you just said, forget it, you don't need to pay me back. How many you just made a decision to let go of it, didn't you? Now, you may not have felt like letting go of it. You may have think, I could use that $100. You know, I could go out and get a good steak. You selfish thing, you. But anyway, <laughs> how many know you could, how many know you, you could make a decision that, you know, I'm just going to let go of it. I, I, I don't want you to pay it back. Has anybody, ever, you don't have to raise your hand, but has anybody ever done that? I mean, somebody owes you some money. I have, and you just tell them, forget it. You don't need to pay it back. Well, what, is, what was it? That was a decision to release the debt. It doesn't mean you, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean you got goosebumps over it. it. Doesn't mean you felt really good about it. It just means you decided to do it. That's the same way forgiveness is. You may not feel feelings yet, but you make a decision. I'm just letting go of it. Right? I'm dropping the charges. Now, verse 25, when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. For if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Well, that's pretty plain, isn't it? You have to pass it on, don't you? Amen. So, you know, Brother Hagin used to say this. He said, this is the only, uh, he, he said, this is the only scripture that mentions hindrances to your faith. He said, now there's other hindrances to your faith, but he says, this is the only scripture that, meant, that mentions a hindrance to your faith. See, Jesus connect forgiveness with faith, didn't he? Right? I mean, he's, it's all one, one sentence, well, not one sentence, but it's all, it's all one uh, incident here where he's talking about faith, and he says, hey, you know, you can have whatever you pray. When, if you believe, whatever you desire, or when you pray, if you believe you receive it, you'll have it. He said, but you need to know this, when you stand praying, forgive. In other words, you make a decision to forgive. In other words, Jesus is letting us know that unforgiveness stops the power of God in our life. How many know what faith works by what? What? Faith works by love, right? So how many know if, if faith works by love, then unforgiveness has got to stop the power of faith? Y'all remember the, there's a story in the Bible, a couple places in the Gospels, where Jesus had a meeting going on, and they brought to him a man that was uh, sick of the, the King James says of the palsy. He was, he was a paralytic, and they couldn't get him in the, the building. 
And so they got up on the roof and let him down through the roof. How many remember that story? What was The first thing he said to them was, he said, your sins are forgiven you. And all the scribes said he blasphemes. Who can forgive sins but God alone? See, that's what they said. So he says to the man, <clears throat> the, the paralytic, he says to him, he said, son, that you may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins on this earth. I stand to take up your, your, your couch and go into your house. Every time I read, I think of Dustin. Take up your couch and only Jesus had have been there. That couch would have gotten the house. Take up your couch and, and go, really your bed, your mat is what he was on. Take it up and go to your house. And he was healed, wasn't he? But here's the interesting thing. He said, son, that you may know I have power to forgive sins. Rise up and walk. And he said, which is easier to say your sins be forgiven you or to say rise up and walk? Which one's easier? He was saying they're both the same. Because the same, the same power, the same power that, heal, that forgives you is the same power that heals you. It's the same power of God. And so I deduce from that, I don't know how you think, but my mind thinks this way. All right, if it's the same power that the same power that forgives me is the same power that heals me, if I don't, if I don't operate in forgiveness, then it shuts off the power for healing. Because it's the same power. So if I close the door in that area of forgiveness, then it stops the power of God. And that's exactly what Jesus was saying, saying right here. Remember, there's a, the, the Bible talks about where two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I, right? We are gathered together. Uh, for, for, you know, he, he said, if any two of you on earth agree as asking anything, it'll be done for them by the Father for where two or three are, are gathered together there in agreement. There am I. Well, then you go to James and it says, where envying and strife is, there's, there's every evil work. So it shows me that when we get into unforgiveness and we get into strife, demons invade. They take over. But when we get in forgiveness and we get in unity, power of God steps in. Come on, somebody help me this morning. I'm telling you, 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 you know, you may not think this is important, but maybe you don't have an issue with this. But I guarantee you, there's going to be a day you're going to need this message. Because if you haven't been done wrong yet, you haven't lived long, long yet. Because you're going to get done wrong. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes God's people do you wrong. And that, that, that's what Jesus said. I was wounded in the house of my friends. I could have handled this if it had been an enemy, but it was the house of God that betrayed Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Judas was one of his disciples. And so, but what did he say? You know, even you know, he, the, the house of Israel Delivered him up to be crucified. His own people. But he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Stephen said, Father, lay not this into their charge. The Apostle Paul said, all men have forsaken me. I pray it, not, it be not laid to their charge. I mean, that's forgiving people. That did, you know, they passed it on. I don't think sometimes we realize how much we've been forgiven. But when we do, it makes it easier to forgive others when you realize we have been given a really big gift when Jesus came to this earth as that baby in that manger, he was our gift of forgiveness. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we sometimes we preach a lot about healing. We preach a lot about other things. But I'm going to tell you the greatest thing that ever happened to us is when we got our sins forgiven. Because that opened the door for everything. Praise God.
So thank God for forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. How many know in life you've got to forgive people? You've got to move on from it. You know, you've you know, uh, you got, you got to forgive in your marriage sometimes. I got a few that's right. Huh? It did get quiet, didn't it? How many you got to forgive your kids sometimes? Kids got to forgive parents sometimes. You know, parents aren't perfect. Amen. Sometimes you got to forgive Walmart. <laughs> I bet people that were bitter at stores, you know, it's like, you got to get over it, brother. Amen. You just got to get over it, right? Because, you know, man, I, I've been done wrong. You've been done wrong. We've all been done wrong. But if we hold on to those grievances, then God can't forgive us ours. Now, I, I read something in that scripture. I'm not reading that scripture today, but, but Matthew 18, where that, that servant wouldn't forgive his fellow servant. His king had forgiven him, but he wouldn't forgive his fellow servant. The, the Bible says that the king uh, delivered him to prison until the debt should be paid. So he recalled the debt. That's a, that's, a, that's a part of that story we miss sometimes. He recalled the debt, and he delivered him to the tormentors. And Jesus said, so shall my heavenly Father do so unto you if you don't forgive every brother, everyone their trespasses. So I thought... I don't know about you, I don't want my debt recalled, right? And I don't want the tormentors in my life because I know what the tormentors are. There's, those are demons. And there are people that die with diseases and die early because they won't forgive people. They won't let it go. But they did me wrong, and, and I expect apology. Well, look, uh, it isn't about that. It's about you've been forgiven much. Amen. It's time for you to release it. Pass it on, everybody. Amen. Say, pass it, on. pass it on. Look at Ephesians, our final scripture today. I hope you got something out of this today. Just a little short exhortation, but I'm so glad for the gift of forgiveness through Jesus. And I'm so grateful and so thankful that he forgave me, that I, that I, I have a debt to forgive other people. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter uh, 4, go there. Um. If you haven't, let's go to verse 30. It says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, the old, the old King James word, clamor, which means loud quarreling or throwing things, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice, and be you kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you, Therefore, be you followers or imitators of God as dear, dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself an offering and a sacrifice for a sweet-smelling savor. So, so this is an area where God demands we imitate him in. Uh, the, the, Luke, Luke says that like this, Jesus was talking about to his disciples, he says, you know, well, actually Peter said, how often should, should my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And Peter thought he was being magnanimous. He said seven times. And Jesus said, no, no, Peter, seven times 70, which is 490. 
How many know if you got somebody that offends you 400, if you got a friend that offends you 490 times in a day, let me give you a word from the pastor. Get a new friend. <laughs> Forgive that friend, but get another one. But, but that, that overwhelmed Peter, because, you know, Peter didn't seem like the forgiving type. How many know that? You follow his life. He, he didn't seem like he just let go of things easily. And, uh, you know, he's the one that cut off the high priest's ear when they came to get Jesus, you know. And uh, Peter said, Lord, you know, the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. If this is so, increase our faith. And he said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast. You don't need more faith. And then he tells a story. He says, which of you having a servant that's out working in the field, taking care of the cattle and things, and when he comes in of the evening, do you tell him, sit down and let me feed you, or do you expect him to feed you? Jesus said, you expect the servant, because he's the servant, to feed you. Amen. He says, so likewise, when you've done every, all these things that he just talked about forgiving, he said, say we're unprofitable servants. We've done that which is our duty to do. It's our duty to forgive. It's our duty to let it go because why? we've been given a gift. And just like at Starbucks, where you, I was supposed to pass it on and didn't pass it on, this is something you're given, you're supposed to pass it on. Amen. You've got to pass it on. Everybody say, pass it on. Now, I want to I wanna read to you something, and we're about ready to close. You, l- listen, you're going to have to pay attention. This is a little long, but I think if you'll listen to it, it'll be a blessing to you. Um, one of my heroes in the faith, and I have, I have different ones, but one of my heroes in the faith is a lady uh, who she's in heaven now, but by the name of Corey Ten Boom. And if you've never read her book or watched the movie The Hiding Place, I encourage you to do it. I, I would encourage you to watch the movie, read the book, uh, because Corrie Ten Boom and her family hid Jews during World War II from uh, the Nazis when they had invaded uh, Holland. And so she hid them and was caught and was sentenced, sent to a, her, uh, her, her sister, her Father and mother were sent to concentration camps. Her father and mother were sent to one concentration camp. Her and her sister Betsy were sent to a place called Ravensbrück. And they, and they all died there. Her father and mother died in the concentration camp. And then her sister Betsy died in the concentration camp where Corey was at. And so they all died there. None of them got out except her. She got out by a clerical error. They, had tat- they tattooed all of their a number on all the prisoners. And they... They were releasing certain prisoners. They were going to let certain prisoners go. Uh, and they made a clerical error and released her, and she wasn't supposed to be released. In other words, they called the number on her arm, and it was a mistake. But it was God. And, and he got her out. He had, he had, he had purposes for her. And she, she tells this story about after the war's over, and she comes back to, to Germany to speak in a church. And she, she meets one of the prison guards that tortured her in the meeting. It's, it's pretty cool. Listen to this. She says, I, it was in a church in Munich that I saw him. A balding, heavy-set man in a gray overcoat, a brown felt hat clutched between his hands. 
People were filing out of the basement room where I had just spoken, moving along the rows of wooden chairs to the door at the rear. It was 1947, and I had come from Holland to, def to defeated Germany with the message that God forgives. It was truly, it was the truth that they needed most to hear in that bitter, bombed out land. And I gave them my favorite mental picture. Be maybe because the sea is never far from a Hollander's mind, I like to think that's where sins, forgiven sins are thrown. When we confess our sins, I said God cast them into the deepest ocean, gone forever. And how I many that is a scripture at Malachi or Micah chapter seven, where He'll cast our our seas into our sins into the sea. So she says the solemn faces stared back at me, not quite daring to believe. There was never questions after a talk in Germany in 1947. People stood up in silence, and silence collected their wraps, and silence left the room. That's when I saw him working his way forward against the others. One moment I saw the overcoat and the brown hat, the next, the blue uniform, a visored cap with his skull and crossbones. It came back with a rush. The, she, once she says came back with a rush, she begins to think about, she's flashing back to when she was in the concentration camp. She said, it came back in a rush. The huge room with its harsh overhead lights, the pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the center of the floor, the shame of walking naked past this man. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, ribs sharp beneath the parchment skin. Betsy, which was her sister, how thin you were. Betsy and I had been arrested for concealing Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. This man had been a guard at Ravensbrück concentration camp where we were sent. Now he was in front of me, hands thrust out. He said this to her, a fine message, Fraulein, how good it is to know that as you say, all our sins are at the bottom of the sea. And I, who had so glibly spoken of forgiveness, fumbled in my pocketbook rather than to take his hand. He would not remember me, of course. How could he, one prisoner among those thousands of women? But I remembered him and the leather crop swinging from his belt. It was the first time since my release that I'd been face to face with one of my captors, and my blood seemed to freeze. You can only imagine. You, re you remember Ravens. This is him talking. You mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk, he was saying. I was a guard there. No, he didn't remember me, but since that time, he went on to say, I have become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there, but I would like to hear from your lips as well. Fraulein, again the hand came out, will you forgive me? And I stood there. I, whose sins had been every day forgiven and could not. Betsy had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? I could not have, it could not have been seconds that he stood there, held out his hand to me, but it seemed hours as I wrestled with the most difficult thing I ever had to do. I had to do it, I knew that. The message that God forgives as a, has a prior condition, that we forgive those who have injured us. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, Jesus says, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. I knew it not only as a command of God, but as a daily experience. Since the end of the war, I had 
had a home in Holland for victims of Nazi brutality. Those, listen to this, this is really good. He said, th- this is what she said, this home where she had uh, helped these victims. She said, those who were able to forgive their former enemies were able also to return to the outside world and rebuild their lives, no matter what the physical scars. Those who nursed their bitterness remained invalids. It was as simple and as horrible as that. And I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is not an emotion, and I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and we can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help me, I prayed silently. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And she said, so woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands. And when this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, it brought tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother. I cried with all my heart. For as long as we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner, I I knew God's love so intensely as, as I had never had. And having thus learned to forgive in this hardest situations, I thought I would never have difficulty forgiving again. I wish I could say that merciful and charitable thoughts just naturally flowed from me from then on, but they didn't. If there's one thing I've learned in 80 years it's that you, can, you can't store up good feelings and behavior, but only draw them from God each day. Maybe I'm glad it's that way. For every time I go, he teaches me something else. I recall the time some 15 years ago when some Christian friends who I loved and trusted did something which hurt me. You would have thought forgiving the Nazi guard, this would have been child's play. It wasn't. For weeks, I seethed inside. But at last, I asked God again to work His miracle in me. And again it happened. The first cold-blooded decision, then the flood of joy and peace. I had forgiven my friends. I was restored to my father. Then why was I suddenly in the middle of the night hashing over the whole affair again? My friends, I thought. People I loved, if it had been strangers, I would not have minded. So how many know sometimes that happens? It just keeps coming back into your mind. Listen, this gets really good. I'm about done reading this, but this is really good. I sat up, switched on the light. Father, I thought all was forgiven. Please help me do it. But the next night I woke up and then, then talked so sweetly. But the next night I woke up. They'd talked so sweetly to me, never a hint of what they were planning. Father, I cried in alarm, help me. His help came in the form of a kindly Lutheran pastor to whom I confessed my failure uh, after two weeks of sleeplessness. Here's what this Lutheran pastor said to her. He said, up in that church tower, he's, he said, nodding out the window, is a bell which is rung by pulling a rope. But you know what? After the sexton lets go of the rope, the bell keeps on swinging. First ding, then dong, slower and slower until there's a final dong and it stops. I believe the same thing is true. This is this pastor speaking. I believe the same thing is true of forgiveness. When we forgive someone, we take our hand off the rope. But if we've been tugging at our grievances for a long time, we mustn't be surprised if the old angry thoughts keep coming for a while. They're just ding-dongs of the old bell slowing down. And so it proved to be. There were a few more midnight reverberations, a couple of dings when the subject came up in my conversation, But the force, which was my willingness in the matter, had gone out of them. 
They came less and less often, and at last they stopped. Also, I discovered another secret of forgiveness, that we can trust God not only above our emotions, but above our thoughts. And he still had more to teach me even in this single episode because many years later in 1970, an American with whom I shared the ding-dong principle came to visit me in Holland and met the people involved. Aren't those your friends who let you down, he asked as they left my apartment. Yes, I said a little smugly. You can see it's all forgiven. By you, yes, he said. But what about them? Have they accepted your forgiveness? They say there's nothing to forgive. They deny it ever happened, but I can prove it. I went eagerly to my desk. I have in black and white. I have it in black and white. I saved all their letters. I can show you where they are. Listen, her friend said, Corey, my friend slipped his arm through my, my mind and gently closed the door. Aren't you one of those whose sins are at the bottom of the sea? And are the sins of your friends etched in black and white? Come on, are you following me on this? For an anguishing moment, I could not find my voice. Lord Jesus, I whispered at last, who takes all my sins away, forgive me for preserving all these years the evidence against others. Give me grace to burn all the blacks and the whites as a sweet-smelling sacrifice to you. I did not go to sleep that night until I'd gone through my desk and pulled out all those letters, curling now with age, and fed them into my little coal-burning grate. As the flames leaped and glowed, so did my heart. Forgive us our trespasses, Jesus taught us, as we forgive those who trespass against us. In the ashes of those letters, I, I was seeing yet another facet of His mercy. What more He would teach me about forgiveness in the days ahead, I did not know. But tonight, that was good enough. When we bring our sins to Jesus, He not only forgives them, He makes them as they have never been. Amen. I remember her. She used to say something that I thought was humorous. She would say, God takes all of our sins, cast them into the sea, and he puts up a sign, no fishing. <laughs> I, I like that. Now, how do you know, most of us, we, you know, I, there, I know there's people that have faced things in life, but most of us haven't faced anything what she faced. You read her book, you watch her movie, she watched her sister it's just heartrending when, when, when her sister dies and she goes over there where they've thrown her, in, her sister in a room. She's dead. She's just wasted away to nothing. They, you know, just the way they treated them. And, uh, and to be able to, to forgive that guard that did it, that's something else. And that, that's what we're talking about this morning. We've been given, amen, a great gift. We've got to pass it on. Let me close by giving you this. Did you get something out of this today? Let me close by giving you this. Steps to forgiveness. What steps can we take? Well, number one, you can confess the sin of forgive, unforgiveness if you need to. If it's in your life, confess it today. Number two, you can make a decision to forgive from the heart. Remembering that you've been forgiven much. That always helped me to forgive people because I would remember, man, I've been forgiven a lot. How could I not pass it on? Number three, let your words and actions line up. Not remembering that sin against them. Now, I've heard this goofy teaching. If you subscribe to it, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you. But I've heard this goofy teaching that you haven't forgiven until you forget. Yeah, right. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I can remember my fights from second grade. And I had nothing against, what was that kid's name, karate? Yeah, karate that I used to have to fight and beat up. Uh, 
you know, if I saw karate today, I would buy him a, a hamburger, a steak, whatever. I've forgiven karate, but I still remember karate and I fighting about, I don't know what his name was. He thought he knew karate. Obviously, he didn't know it very well because I didn't know it, and I beat him up. I knocked two of his teeth out one day. And so, you know, hopefully they were still his baby teeth. I don't know. But anyway, I still remember that. See, that's just, that's just, not, that's just not reality. Of course, you remember it, but you, 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 you've let go of it. Amen? You don't remember it against them. You don't hold it against them. Amen? So, once again, let your words and actions line up, not remembering that sin against them. What Jesus said to do with those that give you grief, love them, bless them, do good to them, pray for them. Number four, and this, helps, this has helped me in the past, praise and thank God for your forgiveness and for giving you the ability to forgive the persons or the, the person or the persons who've wronged you. Hallelujah. Pass it on, everybody. We got a great gift when Jesus came to this earth at Christmas time, a gift of forgiveness. And all he asks is just pass the thing on to those that have wronged you. Doesn't mean you have to like them. Doesn't mean you have to be in relationship with them. Maybe that'll get worked out. Maybe that'll get restored. Praise God. But there's times it doesn't. But you can still let go of it. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.